Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Oh, that was such an exciting weekend of wild card football. We have got a jam-packed show. I'm really looking forward to this show because it is exciting. We're going to talk about some of the wild card games. Was that the worst loss in Steelers history? How bad of a loss was that for the Seahawks as well? They really overachieved. And I'm going to preview the national title game tonight. Alabama versus Ohio State. That is going to be exciting. But first, I'm going to break down the wild card games. Who won, who lost, and who didn't show up. Well, the Steelers didn't show up in that first quarter against the Cleveland Browns. Down 28 to nothing. As I watch that game, I'm thinking that the Steelers are going to come back. They're the more buttoned up team. They're supposed to win. You're supposed to beat your longtime rival that you have owned for decades, The Cleveland Browns did not have their head coach. They did not have key starters. They only practiced one time. They played the Steelers last week. They played their backups, and they barely got into the playoffs by defeating the Steelers very close. The Steelers were supposed to win this game. What does this say about Ben Roethlisberger? You cannot have your quarterback throw the ball 63 times. He did have four touchdowns, but he also had four picks. He threw the ball 68 times, 501 yards. James Conner didn't run the ball. He only had 11 carries and 37 yards. This is the biggest win for the Cleveland Browns in a long time. They have not won a playoff game since 1994. It got me to thinking. I don't know if they got a shot against the Kansas City Chiefs next week. I think they could make it close if they're able to do what they want to do. Run the ball, control the clock, keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. If the Cleveland Browns get to the Super Bowl, is Baker Mayfield going to be as beloved as LeBron James? That's just something I'm throwing out there. The Cleveland Browns are so excited this morning as they defeated their longtime rival, Pittsburgh Steelers, 48-37 after jumping up 28 to nothing on the Steelers. And there was a pivotal game, there was a pivotal point in that game where the Steelers had a fourth and two and head coach Mike Tomlin chose to punt the ball away. The Steelers were gaining momentum. They were down 35-23. to If they would have went for it on fourth down and the Steelers would have got a touchdown to cut it to 35-30, all the momentum would shift and all the pressure would have been on the Cleveland Browns. And while I was watching that game, I'm like, are the Browns really going to blow a 28-0 lead? They bounced back. They had a big run. Nick Chubb had a 40-yard pass by Baker Mayfield. It pretty much sealed the game. I watched the tail end of the game and I saw Pittsburgh try to come back. And it just was too little too late. And the Cleveland Browns advance, and they will take on the Kansas City Chiefs next week in the divisional playoffs. They are already a a 9.5-point underdog. The Chiefs have sleptwalked through the regular season, so I'm not sure what type of Kansas City Chiefs team is going to show up. It's going to be a fun game. I cannot wait. But what is going on with the Seattle Seahawks? Russell Wilson, he starts out 5-0. This was supposed to be the year that the Seattle Seahawks were supposed to make it back to the Super Bowl. 
They traded for Jamal Adams. They got Carlos Dunlap. Once their defense improved, their offense went back to conservative. And Russell Wilson not doing any favors. Bad play calling by offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. Pete Carroll, he is not the type of X's and O's coach that is just creative. He's a good rah-rah coach. He's still a Hall of Fame coach. He's got a Super Bowl win. He is holding Russell Wilson back, and that is hard with the talent that Russell Wilson has. They lose to the Los Angeles Rams. They lose to the Los Angeles Rams 30 to 20. And John Wofford started the game. He leaves. Jared Goff comes in in relief. They didn't think he was going to play because of that injured thumb. And this was, in my opinion, this was a bigger upset than the Cleveland Browns game. The Rams beating the Seahawks in Seattle, which I don't think happens if Seattle has fans. This was unbelievable that the Los Angeles Rams were able to control the game. And I think the pick six was a turning point in the ball game. And Russell Wilson still very conservative, no aggressiveness. This is just unbelievable that the Rams come in here and they get the win. Cam Akers with 131 yards. Russell Wilson only had 174 yards. Their offense just stalled in many drives. And it just goes back to the conservative play calling from the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson was sacked five times. They've got to do something about this offensive line. If Seattle wants to get back to their Super Bowl years, they have got to restructure this offensive line. On the defensive side, they're not the Legion of Boom. Jamal Adams and Carlos Dunlap are pretty good players, but if you're going up against an offense that's rolling, that defense is not going to stop anybody. And what a disappointing first-round exit for the Seattle Seahawks, a team that a lot of people thought were going to make it to the Super Bowl. And where do they go from here? Is Pete Carroll on the hot seat? Russell Wilson is in the prime of his career, and he only has one Super Bowl. This Seahawks team was supposed to be a dynasty. When Russell Wilson won that first Super Bowl in his second season, they went back to the Super Bowl, and that Malcolm Butler interception and the Patriots won, that was a turning point for the Seahawks. They changed their identity when Marshawn Lynch retired. And of course, they lost a lot of great players from the Legion of Boom, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. On the defensive line, they lost Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett. They still have key pieces, Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. But other than that, this has got to be just a devastating loss for the Seattle Seahawks. And the Rams advance, and they will take on the Green Bay Packers next week. I don't think they'll have much of a shot in that game. Going around the league, the Buffalo Bills win their first playoff game since 1995. Another passionate fan base. Bills Mafia is excited. I'm looking forward to the game next week because they, after they defeated the Colts, it was a very close game. There's a bad call with the refs, and it was one of those games. They win their first playoff game in 25 years. Josh Allen was proficient. Stephon Diggs had a big game. Phillip Rivers did a pretty good job marching the Colts down to the field. They had a chance to tie toward the end. And now the Buffalo Bills will take on the Baltimore Ravens next week. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson gets his first playoff game. He was 0-2 coming in in the playoffs. And there is no team in the NFL that's hotter than the Baltimore Ravens. When they were 6-5, a lot of critics buried this team. And they got in by getting hot. They won five straight. They get an impressive road victory over the Tennessee Titans. They were down 10 to nothing in this game, and Lamar Jackson had a brilliant run, and they get the 20 to 13 game. 
What a defensive performance by the Baltimore Ravens, only allowing Derrick Henry 18 carries for 40 yards. They completely took Derrick Henry out of this game, and now the Baltimore Ravens have a tough task going on the road next week to take on the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be an exciting game. I look at this game, and they both strength on strength. You got two talented defenses. You got the talent of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. I cannot wait for this game. So on Saturday, the primetime game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Washington football team, and I was impressed by the Washington football team's performance. Taylor Heineke came in for the starting quarterback, Alex Smith. He started the game, and Taylor Heineke had a pretty good game. 26 for 44, 306 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Tom Brady was able to ride the ship. He was able to get the victory on the road and he will take on the New Orleans Saints next week. This is the game of the week as Tom Brady is going to take on Drew Brees. I was not really impressed with the Saints victory over the Bears 21 to 9. It was a defensive struggle. That Bears offense is so incompetent. They could not move the ball on the Saints and they need to do something about Mitchell Trubisky. He is not a good quarterback. The Bears are lacking a good quarterback. They had a lot of injuries especially on defense. I think the difference is losing Tariq Cohen for the year. He was their dynamic playmaker on offense. He was kind of like the Alvin Kamara for the Chicago Bears. And it is very unfortunate that the Bears were not able to be competitive in this game. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, this 8-8 eight eight team, I would have rather seen the Cardinals. I would have rather seen the 49ers. This Bears team, they they had six straight losses. They started off hot. I mean, they were 5-1, and one, but the Chicago Bears, not a very good team, and it was a lackluster performance. The New Orleans Saints, they had all their pieces back. There's no excuse. This high-profile offense only scored 21 points. That just tells you that the Bears' defense gave it all their effort, and their offense did not do them any favors. I was disappointed with the Saints' offense. You have all their players back. You got Michael Thomas back. You got Alvin Kamara back from the COVID list. And Drew Brees, is this going to be his final year? We already know that Tom Brady is going to play in 2021. Will Drew Brees play one more year with the Saints? Next week, when the Buccaneers take on the Saints, it could be either Drew Brees' last game and Tom Brady's last postseason game. It is going to be just an epic matchup between two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, both over the age of 40. And this is how the season started. This was the primetime game. This is what people wanted to see, and now they get to see it. I really do like the playoff format, how in it's a super wild card week, they reseed the playoffs. I know that the old format was that the Buccaneers would have played the Packers, but with the upsets in the first round, the, the higher seed will take on the lower seed, and that's the way it should be, kind of like in the NHL. So here's what we got for the playoffs next week in the NFL divisional round. The Los Angeles Rams will take on the Green Bay Packers. That's the first game on Saturday. The Baltimore Ravens will take on the Buffalo Bills in the primetime game on NBC. On Sunday, the Cleveland Browns will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. I like that 3 o'clock start. And the Chiefs are favored by 10. That is going to be a great game. And then the primetime game on Sunday will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the New Orleans Saints. It's down to eight teams. Who has a shot to make it to the Super Bowl? I still am going to go with my pick, Green Bay and Buffalo, in the Super Bowl. However, that could change. It just depends on how well these teams play. I think the Saints have a shot. If Green Bay gets upset by the Rams, which I don't think it's going to happen, 
I think that the Saints have a shot to make it to the Super Bowl, but they got to have home field. I just don't see Drew Brees going up to Lambeau and beating Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. Tampa Bay has an outside shot. How big of a story would that be if Tom Brady could lead the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl? That would be incredible. He's already the GOAT. He already has six Super Bowls, but to do it with another team, we're talking greatest athlete of all time. I cannot wait. The NFL playoffs are going to be exciting. Speaking of big football games, we have a huge football game tonight. The national championship, Alabama going up against Ohio State, and Alabama may have Jalen Waddle back. He's been out since October 24th with that fractured ankle. Another weapon in the Alabama lineup. This has to be the greatest offensive output for Alabama in a season. The big question mark, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, how distracted is offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian? He's already accepted the Texas head coaching job. Is that going to be a factor in this game? And is this the best defense that Alabama has seen? Ohio State pressures the quarterback. They have some outstanding linemen. And is this Justin Fields coming out party? Is he going to have one of those games like Vince Young in the 2006 national title game against USC? This is going to be exciting. I still think Alabama wins, but Ohio State is going to play it close. I think Ohio State has enough weapons to keep this game close. But in my opinion, this Alabama offense is historic. There is no stopping the weapons they have. Mac Jones may be the most prolific quarterback that Alabama had in a long time. And that's speaking a lot of volumes. They've had Jalen Hurts. They've had Tua Tagovailova. And now Mac Jones, he's, he's ready to play in the NFL. That tells you a lot that head coach Nick Saban has been recruiting quarterbacks. It is going to be one of those classic national title matchups. We did have some action in the NBA. The Hawks are reeling. They have a big game against the Sixers tonight. They have lost four straight. There is something wrong with their team. Of course, the injuries. Boganovich is going to be out for a while. They didn't have Rajon Rondo. Chris Dunn is going to be out for a while. These injuries are going to snake bite the Hawks, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs if they're continuing to rely heavily on their starters to get the job done because Trey Young is going to have an off night. Like the night, again, they lost to the Charlotte Hornets once again on Saturday. And it's one of those games, 113 to 105. It was just one of those games. LaMelo Ball came up big. He was the youngest NBA player with a triple-double at 19 years old. Cam Reddish had 21 points. And what to say about this Hawks team? They have got a big, tough schedule coming up. They play the Sixers tonight. Then they go play the Suns. Then they play the Jazz. And then the Trailblazers. I had high hopes for this team. I thought that they were not just a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, but they could at least win a playoff series and make it to the second round. I have backtracked. I think that the injuries are going to haunt them, and they're going to be a borderline playoff team now because I don't think the starters can manage the minutes that head coach Lloyd Pierce wants them to do. But I'm pretty impressed in the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers get a big victory. They're still the best team in the NBA. You have the LA Clippers win. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets welcome back Kevin Durant. He came back with 36 points. Remember, Kyrie Irving is sitting out because of the protests. The Brooklyn Nets are disappointing. 
And I think that they actually have they have good enough players, but with Kyrie Irving out, that could shake up some things. The Golden State Warriors had a very impressive victory over the Toronto Raptors on an off night by Steph Curry. They're six and four. Are they a dark horse to actually do well in the playoffs? I still think they're a very well-run organization. And they do have some pieces around Steph Curry that can get the job done. The difference has been Draymond Green in the lineup. Since Draymond Green has been in the lineup, they have been 4-1. and one. Since Draymond Green has been in the lineup, they have won. Right now, the NBA standings, the Sixers and the Boston Celtics are both the two top teams in the Eastern Conference at 7-3. and three. You got the Indiana Pacers at 6-3. and three. In the Western Conference, it looks like the Lakers are going to start to pull away. They are eight and three, an impressive five and zero at an impressive five and zero on the road. All right, MLB free agency: the New York Mets acquire shortstop Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians. What does this mean for the Mets? Can they get over the hump and win the NL East? They have been snake bitten by many injuries, but Jacob Degrom is still one of the best pitchers in baseball. And is that a possibility? for the New York Mets to to compete with the Braves and the Nationals and the Phillies and then surprisingly the Marlins. I mean that is a very tight NL East. That type of move could get the New York Mets back into the postseason. Well on a sad note, want to talk about baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers Hall of Fame manager Tommy Lasorda passed away over the weekend. He was 93. He's one of the greatest managers of all time. He had He was a beloved manager for the Los Angeles Dodgers with two World Series titles. I would just remember as a kid, he was always on commercials, especially Slim Fast, and he is a Hall of Fame manager. He's just one of those great guys in the game, led the Dodgers to a World Series in 1981 and 1988. He will be forever known as just storming out of the dugout when Kirk Gibson hit that home run in game one of the 1988 World Series. I remember seeing that game when I was a kid, and it was just an unbelievable moment, and he surely will be missed. The sports world just just will remember him forever. And I just think when I'm doing this show, I think of just all the sports stories that's going on, and that's why I decided to go back to this show five days a week because there's just so many sports going on. Locally here in Columbus, the Columbus State Cougars fell to UNC Pembroke over the weekend, 91-72. to Freshman Christian Chambers led all scores for the Cougars with 19 points, including five three-pointers. And the senior, Anthony Moore, he had 12 points. Hunter Preston had 11 points. The Columbus State Cougars will return home to the Lumpkin Center on January 13 as they will take on their long rival Clayton State University. Unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 restrictions, there will be no fans at the game, but you can listen to the game on 88.5 WCUG Radio or Cougar Sports TV. Looking forward to that game. I'm looking forward to an exciting season of Columbus State basketball. That is all the time I have on the show, and I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded my podcast. Don't forget, I am on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and I'm also on Instagram. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. It's linked to all my social media pages, and I just want to say thank you for supporting me. 
I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary of doing this podcast on Anchor. I know I have my YouTube show. That was going on for 10 years, and I started doing some archives and making sure that my content was put on this platform. So thank you for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.